It was a Sunday afternoon, the last day of September 1990, when Judy Hagel began to feel uneasy. Usually she grew annoyed and exasperated when her son-in-law Steve Shearer phoned constantly to check on her daughter, Jamie. He kept such close tabs on Jamie that she seemed to move on an invisible tether. If she left home to visit her parents, he called to be sure she arrived within fifteen minutes, and then he kept calling to ask what she was doing, and very soon, of course, to insist that she come back home to their house in Redmond. If he had his way, Jamie would never visit her family at all. But this afternoon, Steve didn't call. Not for five hours. It was a record for him. And Judy found herself jumpy, not at the ringing of her phone, but because of the silence. She had expected Jamie all day, and Jamie never showed up. Judy was babysitting with Jamie's little boy, Chris, and it wasn't like her daughter to stay away when she had promised Chris she would be back soon. Bellevue was once as far removed from Seattle in lifestyle and population as any of a number of small towns that dot the state of Washington. Fifty years ago, it was a rustic hamlet on the other side of Lake Washington, where farms and blueberry bogs could be found just outside town. Before the first floating bridge connecting Mercer Island and Bellevue to the mainland in Seattle was completed in 1940, the little town was far off the beaten track. No one ever imagined Bellevue would become the third largest city in the state, with its own mirror-windowed skyscrapers and upscale malls. After World War II, it became a bastion of affordable three-bedroom, bath-and-a-half houses that young marrieds could afford, and they flocked to the neighborhoods of Lake Hills and Eastgate. Returning veterans and recent college graduates found jobs at the Boeing Airplane Company. Young husbands went off to work, and young wives stayed home and raised four children per family, long before anyone had heard about the population explosion. Appliances were avocado green— Carpets were an orange shag that had to be raked as well as vacuumed, and tile floors were waxed faithfully once a week. It was a world of coffee clutches, where wives shared recipes for frozen strawberry jam, onion soup dip, and complicated casseroles, whose main ingredient seemed always to be cheese whiz. Yards sprouted gardens, and wives traded seedlings as frequently as they took turns babysitting. It was a time long before daycare and two-income families. Bellevue seemed to promise that after the long, dark war, everything was going to be all right. It was an ideal community in a halcyon era. But the decades that followed brought a tragic tumbling down for many of the children whose future had seemed so bright. Bellevue, Washington, wasn't unique. Drugs and more wars and assassinations and rock and roll and triple-X-rated movies and videos, and the erratic vicissitudes of fortune eroded family-based towns all over America. As Bellevue became a little grittier and far less inviolate, Jamie Hagel's desolate destiny began to take shape, despite her family's struggle to save her. Judy and Jerry Hagel left tiny Carrington, North Dakota, in 1967 and headed for Washington State. Judy's two brothers lived there, and they said the job prospects were good. Judy and Jerry's oldest child, Randy, was five then, and Jamie Sue was almost three. A year later, Judy gave birth to twin boys, Rob and Rich. Rather than resenting all the attention the twins got, 
Jamie was enthralled with them, and their birth gave her a tighter bond with her mother. Even though she was only three, she took care of the twins for her mother. I wasn't expecting twins, Judy recalls. I had no help, and Jamie was there to help me. We had a little rocker, and I couldn't feed two babies at one time, so I'd hand one baby to her and she'd rock it to sleep, and I'd get the other baby and hand it to her. She was very helpful for me. She was always holding them. They were so little. And so was Jamie. She was so petite as a child that she wore only size zero or size one. Her mother would seek out little specialty stores where there were clothes small enough to fit tiny Jamie. Growing up in Bellevue as the only daughter in a family with three...